0: Welcome to the Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech, so that you can cut through the noise, know which developments you should be paying attention to, and get to listen to our lovely voices each week. Uh, today is Thursday, October fourth. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's that's my fault. Don't say October fourth. Okay. It said
1: it said third, and all I did was change the f- three to a four. So that was my bad. I apologize. It's lazy. That was lazy. Lazy <laughs> right? Um, it's October fourth, twenty
0: eighteen. We're coming to you from Cheshire, Connecticut, the Pepperland offices. How are you guys doing?
1: Um,
2: flustered now. <laughs> now I'm th- totally thrown off from the Ford.
1: That yeah. was that was that was totally my bad. I, I,
2: Tim needs his twentieth coffee.
1: Tim, today. the editor. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Bad. That's that's bad. Let's not let's not put that out there.
2: <laughs> I'm Sean Henry.
1: I'm Tim Stivers. That was
2: such a lazy high, by the way. My
1: my high. Yeah,
2: Hi, Sean. I'm Hi, Ryan. For I'm anyone Sean out there, guys. Yeah. Hey. No, that was a that was the laziest high I've oh, heard from you Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're excited
0: to dive in for another episode. Um, this is episode number 24 of the Stack, which is nuts. Yeah.
1: Absolutely nuts.
0: We've been at it for a year with a pretty long hiatus somewhere in the middle, right? But Still like, though, 24 yeah. for a year. That's that's yeah. good, right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: We well. should start to up these <laughs> <Could> you imagine? <laughs> twice a week, three times a week. Right, right. Daily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we going well, guys?
1: I honestly can't believe it's already Thursday. Yeah. I'm kind of scared because yeah. there's still a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I uh, I came in this morning and I was like, oh, you know, I could clean up a couple of things from yesterday. And then I was like, oh, I could do this and this, 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 this. And my list quickly became long. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, um, so every week we go through... The headlines that caught our attention we were, were trying to focus in on the you know developments and marketing um that are noteworthy that we think you should be paying attention to and try to break it down and tell you what we think it means and what you should do about it um and tim i think you've got the or ryan which I, one of
1: you one of you it is it's tim. tim tim it's easy Did, to ryan goes see. ryan do do ever, goes forward does anybody ever call you timbo um, Timbo. back in college, yeah. Uh, yeah. if I ever had a little bit too much to drink, that was, that was what you would people, introduce yourself. That's to what Timbo? people would, that's what people called. It was like an alter ego, really? a drunken <laughs> alter ego. Really? Yeah. It, I'm not even kidding. That was, that was really, yeah. Wow. Uh, it was Timbo slice actually <laughs> Playoff of Kimbo slice okay. for those
2: All right. who liked
1: wrestling. I think that was wrestling.
2: I think he was like a street fighter, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, anyway,
1: Tim, what do you got for us? So, uh, in the world <laughs> of social media, just yesterday, fa- uh, Facebook announced um, uh, global launch of an, a handful of tools, um, on their products like their Facebook for um, for publishers, me- right? Yeah, it's but it's their Facebook for like media blog, um, and it's uh, the, the, the updates are geared towards publishers, content creators, um, you know the two that I'm really excited about are focused heavily on, on video Um, and the push that Facebook's making to, to video. One of them is premieres, which is something that's been sort of in beta for a while. Some of the bigger names like Oprah, Oprah was able to play around with premieres for a bit um, over the last couple of months. Right. I I do love Oprah. I follow her on Snapchat. Do you? I do. Um, What does she snap about? A lot of, food actually (laughs) um but so with premieres publishers can actually create um or can publish videos as though they are live even if they're pre-recorded um which makes it way easier to like like it takes it takes so much of that pressure away from making a live video but it drives the engagement in the same way that a live video does right and
0: you could still engage with people who are following yep. along.
1: It's live, right? Yeah, it's yeah. essentially, you know, premiere. It's it's as though you're going live for the first time with it. It's a premiere. Of Let me ask video.
2: you this, though. Was that available when we were doing our no,
0: campaign? It was. It was not. <laughs> well, like There's sneaky ways to do this, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. But. So that that's pretty cool. Um, so how would you
0: see the typical marketer? So not a big brand. Let's say you're a marketer, at like, a I don't know. Well, so any person size company, what are some things you might
1: think? One of the things we we've seen get some pushback from some of our people, the the companies we work with is people don't want to, people don't like to be on camera Mm -hmm. and being live on camera is for a lot of people, me included, sometimes terrifying. Right. So being able to get that video done and make it, have it somewhere where you're happy with it ahead of time, um, just makes it more likely that you're going to create the content push it out there and engage with your audience. Totally. I think it's a great thing.
0: So you could almost do um, like plan a webinar the way that exactly. you typically would. Um, and, you know, you may have heard that, well, Facebook live gets all this great traction and you're going to get a lot more uh, views and engagement if you go live. But it was like, no, 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 I'm afraid to do that. Yep. But if they rehearse it 20 times, right. And come up something, now we're saying you should rehearse it 20 times. This may be overkill, but you need to get over that.
1: Yeah, especially it's probably all it's just, it's probably especially helpful for those first couple of times that your team is is creating that content, you know, getting them comfortable with being on camera, and then maybe maybe they will get to the point where they can actually do a live video live and not be so freaked out about it. Um, feel like a stepping stone towards Very live. Cool. Very cool. And the other um, announcement that Facebook made was um, a release of video polls. So Facebook live videos are about to get functionality that allows publishers to add polls directly into the video content, which um, encourages the audience members to interact with the content and allows you to gather insights. So these are things like, you know, pop up polls directly as someone's watching a video. You can ask questions related to a certain segment. You can ask questions, you know, is this something that you'd like to... Um, read more about what's your opinion, you know, X, Y, Z. It really lets you sort of start gathering some of that information, um, gathering some of those metrics. Um, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, and though this is currently, I don't know why I said currently like that and then said it again like <laughs> that, but though this is currently limited to only live videos, um, there are plans that it will be rolled out to on demand videos in the near future. Um, which to me, this is this is very similar in my mind to um, solutions like like Wistia and HubSpot, yeah, and how they allow publishers to gather that information.
0: I'm rarely excited, rarely excited about uh, Facebook updates, but these are pretty cool. I like them both.
2: No, Ryan, no, I don't know. I here's the thing: I, we obviously know that live video is like driving the most engagement, or yeah. you know, getting the most people excited, but it's because it's live. I feel like this is kind of faking it out. Which oh, I agree I, with that. No, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool for people that don't like to be on camera. Right. All of us wouldn't want to be on camera live. Yep. But well, I feel like uh, being on camera live is the risk you have to take in the gateway to get that engagement and to like kind of fake it. I, yeah, I know, totally. No, you I, know? I, I th- right.
0: I think people do like the live aspect of it. Um, and It will be really lame when I see somebody for the first time pretending to be right. live. You're not live when they're not actually live. Right. well
1: and, and that's why you know even if so, if, if this is something that you choose to to make use of, like you want to you want to shy away from doing things like um, you you don't want to you don't want to professionally produce a video. Don't and have then a clock in host the background on, well, Yeah, don't have a clock in the background. But don't like you don't want to professionally um, produce a video and then push it out through it this. Does,
0: yeah, it does. I mean the the example they give it has a premiere badge instead of a, a live badge oh does it yeah so I didn't see that mm, you still should be able to distinguish between the two but yeah I see your point
2: yeah. yeah Um. anyway moving away from the social Uh. so this article title is I didn't say I was done <laughs> yeah you are but I'm done <laughs> oh my god Make money from your actions and create better user experiences. Whoa. This is coming from the Google. <laughs> you perked right up when I said that. I make what? money from my actions every day. What? God. I don't know. No. Uh, this is coming from the Google developers. The snippet says, one of the common questions we get from developers is, how do I create seamless paths for users to complete purchases across all these types of devices? We also get asked by developers, how can I better personalize my experience for users on the Assistant with privacy in mind. Do you think they actually ask it in in that way? No. No. No? (laughs) (laughs) No. Most most, most assuredly not. How can I get a better personal, how can I better personalize my experience for the users on the Assistant with privacy (laughs) in mind? Yeah, You know what I mean? It's like, oh, hey, let's put that privacy in there just in case. Anyway. Um, But some key takeaways just from this article is uh, Google's making it easier for developers uh, to support with digital goods and subscriptions. So the example in this article talks about uh, the meditation app Headspace and you can say, Hey Google. Oh, I don't want to trigger ours, but, um, (laughs) it, then it will pull up, uh, the Headspace app and allow you to subscribe through the app seamlessly. And, you know, with the increase of having your credit cards and payment methods on these, uh, applications, it's going to be, you know, it's going to make getting those purchases, you know, quicker and easier. Um, and then they're also, you know, they're simplifying account linking and uh, really playing into that contextual marketing and making everything personalized. But my favorite thing about this update or about this new uh, experience is the Google Assistant is getting a huge makeover. And uh, so it'll now pull up uh, like GIF images. So if you say, I don't know, I think one of the examples was a yoga pose or exercises, and then a video or a, a, a moving image of someone doing jumping jacks pulled up and it gave you like a workout exercise. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I think the biggest takeaway from this is that it's, it's even more important as voice search becomes more and more important. Uh, getting that top ranking, getting that featured snippet is like pivotal, uh, because people are searching for this on their, on their phones through their Google homes and Alexa and stuff like that.
0: Um, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think. So like I I see all these, uh,
2: kind of consumer,
0: focused applications of this right now i'm I'm just wondering what so if you're business to business Mm -hmm. um is there some application there i'm sure there is it's just not immediately coming to me
1: i'm i'm thinking actually probably this is still probably more consumer but like it it, my brain doesn't want to work right now like the idea shopping through so many different channels like we can we can Make purchases through so many different channels at this point. I think it's really smart for them to be making this move to sort of make it a more centralized, linked up kind of experience, right? Where it's like one port portfolio, one profile, sort of connecting all these different devices um, in it. Like it's like it's smart omni-channel, a smart omni-channel experience. Well,
2: imagine this. So let's say that you are bored at home, and I, you know, you say Google, what are some good fall time experiences to whatever brings you to an ebook and Google already has your email address and all this other stuff for you to download that offer. Yeah. And it just automatically gets downloaded to your phone. Right. I mean, yeah, which is it, which is, it's not what you were talking about, but I'm just saying that's, you know, one cool thing in my mind. They're there. I just haven't fully (laughs) digested it yet. Yeah. And I want to,
1: I want to. The one thing that I've been questioning a little bit about some of these, these more recent Google updates is uh, a lot of it's sort of, Based off of um, this this machine learning and this predictive, um, you know, Google making assumptions or, or about what you want based off your past actions. And for most of us, I think that's going to be, you know, as consumer wise, I think for most of us, that's that's going to be a good thing. That's normal. So you but like I, the predictive stuff? I, well, I wonder. I wonder for like for those people who are truly just eclectic <laughs> in their interests and in what they do, is is Google going to be able to to preempt what you actually want and what you're interested in. I don't know. yeah, you think so, Sean. I do. you do.
0: I do. One little tidbit in this article, Ryan, I don't think you mentioned this, but apologies if you did. because um, they don't really make a big fuss about it, but they they kind of let me see if I could find the specific section.
2: Buffering. Buffering. Here we
0: go. Um, since the Google Assistant made its debut, we've noticed that nearly half of all interactions with the assistant today include both voice and touch. So with this redesign, they're making the assistant more visually assistive for users, combining voice with touch in a way that gives users the right controls in the right situations. Um, that's kind of new to me. That uh, they're they're recognizing that there's kind of Overlap between what you're doing, you know, on your phone, mm-hmm. like actually touching the device, and what you're doing with your voice, and that people want to have that kind of dual experience. Right. So a lot of the, um, lot of the discussion around um, uh, some of these smart devices and voice-driven search is that well, these are things that people, you know, they're kind of on the go. Um, they don't need to actually
2: look at their device for something. And I, I don't think that that's always true. I was a big part of the resistance of the, the resistance of the, uh, the Google home era yeah. stuff. And then <laughs> as soon as I started working here, I yeah, was like, oh, I, you. yeah, I have to get one. And now I want like the lights and the locks and everything. Totally. So, totally. But yeah, it's, it's just becoming increasingly a part of our life. So
0: pretty cool. There you have it. Cool. So my, I was actually kind of bored this week. I, I there's nothing out there. No, well, I guess the Facebook thing I think is kind of cool, but um, usually, <laughs> shaking his head. usually there's some kind of major development or thing. Right. Yeah, there, there,
1: there's, there hasn't been anything ground.
0: Well, we had a huge week. week last week with all yeah. the Google stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, that's true. Um, so so yeah, like, a little, little
1: I, small thing. I feel like people are still sort of digesting totally that Google stuff. Honestly. I feel like we
2: could have done that for another week or so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One thing that did catch my attention, um, the way <laughs> I, I wrote this in the show notes is that Google says, no, no, no to link building. And, um, that's, uh, that made a lot of people's head explode, especially like, you know, the SEOs out there, uh, because building links is one of the top things you could do to try to grow traffic to your website and to perform better in search results. It's like one of the fundamental things behind, um, SEO. So some people have built entire careers around this and Google's said this many, many times, um, that they think link building is a bad idea, but this was just another example of that. And to be specific on the, the conversation, um, this actually originated in a Google Webmaster Central help forum thread, which is really interesting, by the way. You see some pretty detailed uh, questions and responses going on in there. Um, but somebody had asked about how they can build authority to their domain. So there's this concept of domain authority. You guys, you've heard that, right? Totes. Totes, yeah. Um, what? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm just laughing at totes. Totes my goats right? Yeah. Uh, Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Yeah. So, uh, domain authority is a thing, um, that, you know, SEOs might look at or SEO tools might tell you about. Um, that is a sort of a, it's kind of a made up metric. Um, it gives you a, a relative sense of how authoritative a search engine sees your, your website, your domain. So the higher your domain authority, the greater your ability to, um, perform well in search results and rank highly. So the the question was, if I have two subdomains, something like blog.domain.com and then separately my main subdomain, which is www.domain.com, if I build up a whole bunch of links to that subdomain, will that also build the authority of my main domain? It's a very common, good question to ask. They were confused about it. The actual name of the thread was confusion. Um,
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking at that now. (laughs)
0: So, you know, I mean, this, this kind of headlines. annoys me, but we've talked about this in previous episodes. Um, I feel like often they'll reply to these types of questions, well-intentioned questions with some pretty snarky replies. I was going
1: to say, I got, I'm reading along and it's like, the, yeah, they're kind of being jerks.
0: Yeah, it's just not cool. And, you know, just to, to share with our thousands of listeners, <laughs> um, somebody had replied that if you are thinking about creating links to influence search rankings, then this would do more bad than good. As per Google, any links intended to manipulate PageRank rank and a site's ranking and search results may be considered part of a link scheme and a violation of Google's webmaster guidelines. So they're basically saying, don't do it. You're going to break Google's guidelines. So then John Mueller chimes in, or Mueller. We haven't figured out which one. That be. We'll I, figure figure like, out I actually, feel like for the
1: next year and a half, it's going to be John Mueller. But then after certain right. political developments fade away, it's going to go back to Mueller.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so he replied, as he often does, um, so just to add to the previous comment, if you're making quality links to your site, then that would be considered against our Webmaster Guidelines. And by that, those links would definitely not be considered quality.
1: And uh, and the takeaway there is any link that you are creating yeah. isn't really right. a link.
0: That's my interpretation. That he He's basically saying, as he said previously, you should not be you should not have the focused effort on quote unquote building links or in this case they said making links. Yeah. Now what that actually means is highly debatable. Um, but you know, they said this and SEO world kind of, you know, they go crazy when these things happen in, uh, in, uh, Twitter. And, uh, just to share some comments, uh, Barry Adams said, go home, Google, you're drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: Jesse SEM Chuck or Sem Chuck. I don't know which said, This is ridiculous. And there were many other comments along those lines, basically saying like, okay, Google, we know what you're saying, but uh, we don't believe you. And I actually think they have very good reasons to not believe them. I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually, I mean, yeah, I I think it probably is technically against their
2: guidelines, but, but how would they know? I think
1: the, the guidance there I think is you should only be like, if you have a subdomain and a main website or, or two two separate websites or whatever the case may be. If you're thinking about linking between the two, only do it if it makes sense and you'll be good.
0: (laughs) Here's a, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go deep here. All right. (laughs) It's so funny because I can only see your eyes. Have you guys, (laughs) have have you guys seen uh, the fiddler on the roof? Yeah. Okay. So you know the storyline, right? No, no. Ryan is an uncultured individual. Anti music. Uh, That's not true. Anti Broadway anti-culture. And, uh,
2: (laughs) so you've seen it, Tim. Yeah. Do you know what the storyline is, Ryan? I have no idea. Is there (laughs) a guy playing an instrument on the roof? Well, at at one point. Sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Then yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, you know, it's, it's how old traditions kind of go away. And it's also, it's dealing with those changes in traditions and, um, the decisions your kids make and,
1: and very, very much focused on like, Jewish history yeah. and culture. Oh, like, like totally. It's looked at it's through that lens. That. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, very kind of like emotional story. But anyway. Yeah. I wept, I laughed. It's excellent, it's excellent. It
1: actually is, a, it's my favorite music. I'm What's, just an uncultured swine? swine, I don't know.
0: But anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make. So in Fiddler on the, on the Roof, um, the, uh, the main character, um, their wedding um, is a result of a matchmaker. Because in the community, that's how people were wed. A matchmaker mm-hmm. would make a match, right? Um, and, uh, that's how he expected his own daughters to be wed where there would be an arranged marriage. Right. Um, and a lot of those decisions were basically business dealings, economic, Mm -hmm. you know, reasons behind it versus love. Um, and, uh, in the story, um, he kind of realizes, yeah, we were wed as a result of, of a matchmaker, you know, um, but now they're actually in love. So deep question for you guys. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Can um can a couple who was artificially matched fall in
1: love? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I've 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 read where I'm going yet? I've read a number of articles about this actually. Have you? Interesting. Yeah.
0: All right. So if that can happen. Is it possible to be the matchmaker between your blog post and somebody else's website? And for there to be that natural connection, still exists. In other words, just because you reached out to a different website mm-hmm. and arranged the match, mm-hmm. okay, and you made the link, and they're matching back, does that does that automatically mean that that is not a quality link and that shouldn't be considered
1: natural or earned? No, I don't think so. And I, so I, I, I actually the way that I was so reading, like that? yeah. That was so, such a long explanation. I know. that I was know, long. I know, so, I, know. I mean, when I, my, my interpretation of the thread isn't actually, I, I didn't think he was talking about link building in general. I thought no, it was, I thought speedy. he was, I thought he was specifically talking about like you building a link to your own site from another site that you own.
0: Like a link scheme. Yeah. Right? Okay. Sure, like, I, sure. like
1: in that case, I think it's very clear that yeah. if there's an, if, if it makes sense you would want to do that, but mm-hmm. if not, then no. Um, but I don't. I I don't. I definitely don't agree with Google. If 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 what you're saying is is truly what Google because, was implying. Yeah,
0: no, that's a, that's a good interpret. I mean, I don't. I don't know what his true intent was because it's a short, snarky remark. <laughs>
2: um, My favorite. But I I could see it. So like a non I see it both ways. A non I mean, I email blast I mean. like link building build outreach.
0: E well, um, so some of the black cat SEOs they will build websites or buy websites. Exists solely for the purpose of funneling linking, links. Yeah. Linking to their right, other websites. Right. So they could say, Oh, I can get you a hundred links. And then they're just going to all the websites and linking from their 100 websites back to your website. And look, I got you hundred links. That's not natural. That's not quality. Right. right. And that should be against Google's guidelines. Yeah. Um,
1: but in the case of like with, with, you know, your fiddle on the roof scenario, I think that's, yeah. I think that, uh, there's no reason why.
0: Like I have this awesome resource that, is a natural match for your resource and it it kind of fills this void that you currently have and helps your users. Now, if if I'm seeing that and I agree that that value is there, why wouldn't I want to link to it? They've kind of indicated that that's not cool. Um, Which I don't,
1: yeah, I don't, I just don't understand why.
0: And that's what the previous person in the thread was saying. He's saying like any kind of link building is not good.
1: That's right. Yeah. I disagree as long as it's, I
0: disagree as well. I, I think, um,
1: as long as it's genuine and there's true value. Yeah. Um, I think that that's what you want to look for.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, makes it harder, but, uh, for good reason. So
1: makes it harder to take advantage of too.
0: Key takeaway here is that Google might not agree with us on this and they may decide to, you know, tighten
1: things. We a should little call bit. them and ask. Um, so my, we should have our Google connection, maybe join for one of these. We should. We should, but my, (laughs) my
0: takeaway, if you are listening, um, is if you employ somebody to
1: go out and build links for you, or if you're building links yourself, just, just be careful and be ethical and make sure it's natural make sure there's a clear reason behind why one website would link to. Right. And it's actually going to be
0: beneficial to the, the readers of that website.
1: True that. And don't spam comments. (laughs) Don't
0: spam comments. Okay. Lightning round. This is where we need the sound effect. I know. Or, yeah. That Thanks, Tim. That was so bad. I really want a button that makes
2: sounds throughout this whole thing. Uh, yeah, but see if we, yeah, well, we could, yeah. I'll, is there a way? Well, there is, but you wouldn't be able to hear it because we don't have any headphones hooked up. If you give me just one
1: second, I, I will pull up.
2: That work though. I have a good imagination.
0: Give me one moment. Hold on. So while Hold. Tim is doing this, the lightning round, Wait. something, okay, he's got it. He's got it.
1: Oh, God. That was fast. Oh, it's an ad. Never mind. (laughs) Oh.
0: We thought you were going to wow us with a really cool sound effect. Yeah. Anyway.
1: I I am right. It's rain. Yeah, that's like a
0: calm, soothing rainforest downpour.
1: There, some thunder.
0: terrible, Tim. That was bad. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So the lightning round, we, <laughs> we, we tried this out last week. I want to I run with it, see see how I like it. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens that we just don't have enough time to kind of deconstruct and break down. So that thought we'd run through some of the big headlines that caught our attention and just have quick one, two,
2: three word responses. So just one to rem- two to three word responses. <laughs> I don't remember
1: the format of this from last time. Do you read them all or do we like take turns reading them? Just so we know, so we're not waiting on each
0: other. Um, I don't care. (laughs) All right, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I could read them even if you uh, if you came up with it, or you could read them out. I don't care. Um, So here's here's one. Get started with dynamic rendering. How
2: dynamic? I, I'm trying to choose my two to three word response very carefully. Well,
0: so here's my, yeah,
1: this is not a two to three word response. <laughs> this well, like a full conversation. conversation. So Sean, what, what is dynamic rendering for what those the, of us not in the know?
0: I don't have time to explain it to you. And that's <laughs> the problem with an article like that. Most people do not know what dynamic rendering is. So this is more for the technical audience, but here's what you need to know. If you use a lot of JavaScript on your website... <laughs>
2: That little head movement, we really need to to video this. If you're using a lot
0: of JavaScript on your website, you may need to read this article because Google and other search engines may have a really tough time understanding what the heck is going on with your website. So um, that's what this is all about. Not one to two words, but something to check out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Number two. Number two. (sighs) Google confirms minor search ranking algorithm update.
1: Wow, Google. <laughs> well, so Google's always making some changes. Is yeah. another one of those kind of standard, typical things. But it's something that someone noticed. The pants update. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, I'm they, making that up. They, uh, they, <laughs> every update seems to get a name, and they're they're kind of ridiculous names. So I decided to name that one.
2: Yeah, it's like the 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 Apple operating system updates. Yeah. I don't like the name. Lion. L captain or yeah. Capitan. I don't know. Okay. Registered to vote on Snapchat and Instagram. Both? Yeah, well, know. this is specifically related to Snapchat. Yeah, but I don't like Snapchat. Well, No, but um, I'm pretty sure you can do it across a lot of social media.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like the movement to help get the yeah. youth registered to vote. Security risk? Uh, Possibly. Well, so typically it partners <laughs> with TurboVote, which is a uh, third-party voting vote registration site. So... Who's behind that? Do you know? Behind what? That, that site you just mentioned. I'll Google
0: it. Okay. The Googles. Well, yeah. Now you can register to vote on Snapchat. So get on that if you haven't registered to vote. What's wrong with you? And number four, blank space. We don't have something listed for number no, you four. Missed, oh, uh, no, no, number
1: three. Or four. number four. is Snapchat introduces visual search. Oh, you see it. And that one's actually pretty cool. It's similar to Google Lens, but instead of it's doing it. It's not just a- similar. It's the exact- copy but basically. where it's different is so google lens pulls up search you know image ah. search results for for an image um with this functionality in snapchat you can actually um sync up with amazon and make a purchase of an item that you spot in a snap and like it's pretty cool i think, think you had a theory about that didn't you? i do i think snapchat is ginning itself up to be Acquired is by Amazon. This is an official Amazon. Tim prediction. This is a Tim prediction. I don't have a timeline. Wow, wow, that was a. You screech. probably you forgot to close the windows here. So if you hear um, truck, <laughs> sorry about that. Sounds. Um, sorry. This is an official Tim prediction. Snapchat will one day be acquired by Amazon. See, that's another thing where we could really use a
0: sound
2: effect, like a boom, like a something. Boom, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. there's an official
1: prediction. Every, every but can we
2: get a timeline? Like, what? By when?
1: Twenty uh, twenty? When the company's on the verge of crashing.
2: <laughs> so now? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, that that's the end of the
0: lightning round. Conclu- there. Yeah, the end of our lightning round. So that conclu- If you guys like that, or if you hate it, please let us know. Tweet at us or snap us. <laughs> you don't have Snapchat? No, <laughs> you do. No, no you, you do. Can, you just you don't can use snap it. Yeah, that's probably
1: true. You can snap at tender cropas.
0: what what's the right what is that how you pronounce it? that is how you pronounce my. so so what is the the right phrase so like twitter i might say like tweet me snap me snap me snap me yeah okay. yeah don't snap me don't snap <laughs> me either
2: you can tweet me though yeah yeah
0: but yeah let us know what you think um if you've been following along and you like the show or you hate it um well, if you hate it, send me a quiet private note. <laughs> <laughs> and if you love it, put it all over the place. Yes, please put it all over the place. Uh, share it with your friends. Um, print out a paper transcription of the entire episode and mail it to your grandparents and, um, and elected care, officials. They care about us, yeah. And elected officials. Um, and uh, make sure you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you stumbled
2: across this. Well, it'd only be iTunes or SoundCloud, so... Or YouTube. Or YouTube. We my are or things my up bed, on YouTube as well. The YouTube yeah. one is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check so out those, if, um, those effects.
0: Right. So if you uh, like watching a whole lot of YouTube, like I do, on your TV at home, you could listen to this podcast there. You watch YouTube on your TV? you do every night.
2: Okay. Yeah. You heard it here first from Sean Henry. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next week.
1: Peace.